Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everybody and welcome back to another episode of don't blame me we are in the quarantine still despite the what yep like you i was fist pumping for um all of you audio listeners and melissa's doing some like aquarius (laughs) weird fucking shit did you say aquarius finger fucking no i said weird shit but yes finger fucking that's some (laughs) gentle ass finger fucking Like what? You're not even doing it right. It comes from the wrist and then you flick the fingers. 
I love it. Um, welcome, guys. Hope you're all doing well. Um, and do we it. have anything? I'm trying to think of any uh, any um stuff that we uh have to discuss, like any uh, housekeeping, anything. Nah, nah, I did. I had some conflict this week, and usually. As me, I would have just ghosted the person. Yeah. But then I was like, what would I do if I was telling somebody, like, the advice I would give them? Oh. And I actually confronted the person instead of ghosting them. Stop it. Yeah. And I feel like I have grown as a person. I'm so proud. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm into it for you. Was it, was yeah. it cathartic or was it just a purely educational for them? No, it was cathartic. Uh, it was educational for them, but it yeah. helped me feel better because I was pissed off. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's a, that's always good. Mm-hmm. Because I always think like, if I'm going to confront someone, uh, sure, I could do it for the sake of them. But I also, if I'm, I, I can't do it if it means like sacrificing like my, I don't know. Like if it makes me be like, if I have to like spend five hours doing something being like, okay, this is how, and I'm just like mm-hmm. swallowing it. Cause then I'm like, no, I'm going to hate you forever now. Like I, I need to release some of this steam. So um, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Oh, this is don't blame me guys. It's an advice podcast. If you're new here, if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international listeners. You can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And for the hundredth time, please stop sliding into our DMs with five bajillion texts of advice that you need. That's yeah, that's not what we do. This is a show. <laughs> and also like just purely like that this is what the show is for. But then also like it it is there's a reason why it's a podcast. Like mm-hmm. it is impossible for us to give advice through that like reading 15 text slides and remembering everything and then going it's so much easier when it's happening to you and it's your life and like you can explain it and you're like oh this makes total sense but like that's why we have a three minute time limit so you can be as concise as possible and we can also like hear everything and it's a little less stream of consciousness but then ours is my side is definitely a stream of consciousness and just won't give it to other people (laughs) (laughs) well should we get into it Uh um, so I'm 21 years old and I'm a Gemini and I recently broke up with my boyfriend of three years. I was deciding to take time for myself, but I ended up getting drunk with my friend and I downloaded Tinder. Um, it was just for fun. I wasn't expecting anything from it, but I matched with this cool guy and we were messaging and he seemed really nice. He seemed like he was into me. We had a lot in common. He was saying things like, I'm so glad I matched with you. I can't believe I found someone so similar, like interest. He likes talking to me more and more, all that kind of stuff. And he even said he wished it wasn't quarantine, so we should go on a real date. And I didn't end up seeing him because of Corona, of course, but he seems fine with it. Like, he completely understood. He said he really liked getting to know me. We FaceTimed a couple nights, and it was just not awkward at all. And he was just really cool. And he kind of said he really hopes I'm not just looking for a hookup. And he wants to, like, keep talking to me. So it seemed to be going great. Um, It was almost too great in the sense that I was like, whoa, we literally just met on Tinder this week. Like, why is this already so comfortable and we're hitting it off? But 
I mean, I was honestly down since my last relationship was kind of toxic. It was nice talking to someone like this. Um, but the text started getting really dry, and I was kind of confused. Like, the type of person I am, I always communicate, and, like, sometimes to my detriment. So I said something. I was just like, hey, if you aren't interested anymore, like, just let me know. I know we just met, so it's not a big deal. And he said, no, what do you mean? Like, why? And I was like, I'm sorry. I could totally be wrong. I just felt the energy shift, but, like, not to make things weird. And he ended up saying it was fine, but he started not answering as much. And I texted him the next day, and I was super dry, barely any messages from him, but I didn't want to force it. And I ended up getting drunk and texted him, hey, and he was answering for a little bit, but after that night, he basically ghosted me. Um, I still have him on Instagram and Snapchat, but no messages back. I just don't really understand what I did wrong, and I'm honestly a little confused because, like, it was going so well. So I know I just met him, but, like, I was still thinking it was weird, and I just wish I had some, like, answers. So if you guys have any insight that I'm not seeing or if I did something wrong or if it's a red flag on his part, please let me know. And also, like, how to deal with being ghosted because I feel even a little silly being this affected by it. But I'm just really confused. And he's also an Aries, if that helps. Um, thanks, guys. Bye. This is the most Gemini call ever. Um I, I, I just, I have like m multiple friends who are Gemini's. It's the exact same thing where it's like a guy will like pull away and they'll be like, I would like to be, they're like so communicative, like so all about it. And then it's like, they're like, huh? Um, oh, I also want to add that I really do love the new slang um, dry for like conversations when they're like sucky and like they're boring. Like I love when it's like, oh, he's just like dry. Like I live for that. That's not new at all. Okay. Well, I I mean, <laughs> it's new to me. Okay. <laughs> We've been over this. White people are the last to get every fucking slang. Straight white people are the last to get all of the slang. Straight and white. I'm like, oh, dry. This is sure. so cool. I know. Um, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this, this guy is just like... I don't know. I feel like this is kind of textbook when we talk about um, fuck boys. Like, no one, not that you're not that sick, but no one is that cool that, like, right off the bat, like, you should be, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not into guys who say all that kind of stuff without knowing me. Like, if you've known me a week, you're like, oh my gosh, like, wow, I like can't believe I've met a girl like you. Like, someone's as cool as you. And I'm like, so as cool as I am, you've known me within a week and you've never met another woman like that in, like, your whole life. This one fucking week. And yeah. we, us fucking texting and talking is, like, so wildly different than every other woman you've been in contact with. And that, to me, I just think, like, oh, so you you think less of women and you don't you're not you're not surrounded by like cool people so like why the fuck would I come into your life to be like the one I don't know like I I, I guess like that's just kind of like where my mind goes and the same thing as we always say is that like you should both be getting to know each other and like seeing if you're both interested and I'm sure the quarantine has like puts like the fast pedal on everything because everyone's like horny and lonely yeah. but it's just like a lot my thing is he said if quarantine wasn't happening 
I would want to go on a date with you. I think he was testing her to see if she would actually say yes to a date. And then when she didn't say yes, that's when the conversation went dry. Oh, my God. You are are so right. He just wanted to hook up. Yep. He just wanted to hook up. And so he like he like uh, like slow pitched it to you to be like, you're going to you're going to take it. And you didn't. And then he fully pulled back. Mm -hmm. You're 100 percent right. That's exactly what that was, because the the dry like the pull that whole thing like we've done that we've all done that like that's like oh I'm not interested in this person anymore and that's yeah like you can just tell when someone's saying something to like get something out of you and then didn't get anything out of you and then when that total shift happens but like believe that and like pay Mm -hmm. attention to that so like you didn't do anything wrong um at all and I would say like your second part of being like well how do I get over someone being ghosted like how do I like deal with all of that I I think like it's great to be like vulnerable and like open to like love and relationships and all of that stuff but I think there's also a huge part of like your heart is going to be loud no matter fucking what your head is the thing that fucking quiets down when you start to have these feelings and focus on what your head is telling you like Mm -hmm. focus on that and your brain and being like okay well logically this feels really great but logically does this guy know me super well no like is this am I only feeling these things would I have said this to him if he didn't say it back because it always feels good to have a compliment most of the time unless like someone's like it's I mean I, I feel uncomfortable with a lot of compliments but like I also love attention but there's like something about it's obvious that like that's something that you want to hear and like when you hear it it can make you feel good and then make you be like that's how I feel too and it's like but did I feel that before they said that and also am I just flattered yeah and with you coming out your last relationship being very toxic you're like craving some of that attention so it felt good that he was saying the things that you wanted to hear but that's exactly what he was doing, saying things that you wanted to hear Mm -hmm. and not like, actually he wasn't really invested in this. And yeah, you get over being ghosted in this type of way by realizing this is somebody that you'd rather have ghost you now than down the road. And Mm -hmm. so he's probably just like keeping you in the rotation and having some small conversations with you just in case down the road that you actually do want to hook up and he'd Mm -hmm. probably hook up with you and then dump you after that yeah so don't don't allow yourself to be used unless you it's mutual using Mm -hmm. and also you said your last relationship was kind of toxic so I would also do some like you know, reflecting on that now and being like are you downplaying the it or are Mm -hmm. you like like yeah sit with that and I also think that like if you're using um tinder to kind of like get over a like a relationship I or even just like boost your confidence we all know here if you've been here for a while I'm all about that shit I love that shit but um I think the key component to using it to really boost your confidence um is is just swiping and go and all of that. And I don't necessarily think that you should message people. And if like they message you, don't respond and just go through and swipe and see the people and like be like, oh, wow, people are still interested in me. But mm-hmm. it's not 
I don't think you're ready for a relationship. And also if you're still like kind of feeling jaded or um, hurt or like needing something like emotion, like you're, you're feeling like unfulfilled because of your last relationship, then I think you're going to see that thing in all of these other people versus right. like, oh, what do I want when I'm ready for a relationship versus like I'm really going through it. And like you don't need their words. You just mm-hmm. need their swipe rights. You just need their like it's a match. Woohoo. Yep. And then not follow through on that. So that's what I would advise you to do is just not message people and whatever. If anyone, I mean, I think leading someone on is like a fucking line when people, when people say like women are leading guys on, like it's, mm-hmm. it's literally just a line. It's to like calling get- you a tease, which is not something that <clears throat> exists. And it's like, it's essentially, it is just an excuse to be like, you owe me sex. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you owe me. Excuse me. And I think like in turn, most of the time for like uh, like hetero cis, cis men who are like, oh, he led me on. It's oh, he made me believe he wanted a relationship, but he just wanted sex. Yep. And that's usually how the terms work. So um, but I think if you are not investing like the time in like messaging someone and talking to someone, I don't. I, who the fuck cares? Like mm-hmm. everyone's on dating apps to either boost their confidence and a huge amount of people are on dating apps to just like hook up. So if you're just swiping and not messaging, you're fucking fine. Like you're so, 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 so fine. But I think if you yeah. need that like conversation and that validation, like through talking to people, I think that that's kind of a, that's probably a sign that like you would, I would say therapy over a like talking to a guy. I think yeah. if that's, that's the stuff that you're seeking and needing. You don't put that, don't give that much responsibility and that much like vulnerability to people that you don't know. Like you're yeah. essentially, you're giving them like, hey, not that your self-worth is like rooted in what they think about you. But if you get out of a bad relationship that does make you question your self-worth and then you go to other people for that, you're essentially giving these strangers like permission to like, hey, I'm really vulnerable right now. And like, I need your like approval. And if I don't, and like, here permission to like completely shatter me which I've I mean I think we've all done that before but I don't think um or I know that that's not it's not it doesn't feel good right doesn't feel good oh best of luck let's add that to the list I've never met a girl like you before yeah (laughs) that's our list on fuck boy things to Mm -hmm. say hi Megan and Melissa I met my girlfriend a year ago, and all this time, until quarantine started, I had a busy schedule with working and studying and playing soccer in my college, so I only had weekends to hang out with her. So we would enjoy the time as much as we could. We would go out and drink or have friends over or just chill at home, and we would drink because it was weekends and that was my only free time. We also went on vacation for two weeks last December, and it was a fun party place, so we basically drink every single day, and it was so much fun. But now, when quarantine started, she moved into my apartment. We are both working from home, but I am also in school, so I have online classes and homework to do, and I also work out every day. So for the first time, we are spending so much time together, and just now I realize how much she drinks and smokes. And I don't know if this is her way to deal with quarantine, which I totally understand because this is a weird time for everyone, or if this is something that will happen for the rest of our lives. All I know is that now she doesn't look motivated with her job, and at nighttime she keeps saying that she's bored, 
even after a suggest things for us to do. And she only gets happy when she makes herself a drink and gets a little high. I don't usually join her because I have work meetings in the mornings and lots of school homework to do. And she knows that. Anyway, I'm just worried and also frustrated every time I want to talk to her and she's grumpy or hangover. And I just don't know if this is the real her that I am only seeing now that we are stuck at home together. Also, Megan, I love your book. Thank you for writing that and recording because I got the audiobook because I'm from Brazil and that was the fastest way to get the book. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening, guys. Love you. Bye. Oh my God, I love beautiful accent too. I love how she says your name. Yeah, I mean, that's how the way it's spelled, that's how it should be said because I don't have oh. the one S, but that's just because my mom missed not misspelled it, but she thought that's how my grandmother's, but great, not grandmother, great, great grandmother spelled it. And she did not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I did not know yes. that. Oh my God. That's funny. When did she okay. find that out? I found it out, but I was at my grandmother's house and I found some paperwork and I was like, her name is not spelled like this. <laughs> and this was just, it was when I was like in college. So <gasps> well into adulthood. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. Wow. Um, God, this is hard because I think that like, I think that it, this could be her and I think that this could just be, it could be her, it could be a product of quarantine, it could be like exacerbated by quarantine or also she could be just a college student or she could be like depressed and I think that like, the only all of those things are, I think, probably equally as plausible. And I think the quarantine has like brought a lot out of everybody. So like everyone and relationships. Yeah. So I think if, if this is how she's always been, I think it's going to it's putting it's 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 like an amplified version. This mm -hmm. is like like when you do Molly, people say it's like an it's like an extra version. It's like the the most intense version of your personality. This is like quarantine. It's like this is the most concentrated, but also you have all of these outside stressors and then also you have all, all outside stressors on you too. So even if you don't realize your fuse is going to be a little bit shorter because like you're stressed and you have all this other stuff. So like you don't have like the bandwidth necessarily to like want to deal with her. So like there's just tension everywhere. But also she could be like depressed and like coping with uh, like drinking and smoking because she is like depressed and unhappy, but also that she could always be like that or it mm -hmm. could be the quarantine. But I think the only thing that you um, can do, or I guess first evaluate how it makes you feel like and if this is her and how she's always been, is that OK with you? Do you like that or do you not? Or if it's the court, like figure out what you what you would have what you want instead like what yeah. you or what you're disappointed by and what you don't really like don't say that to her but like figure it out in your head because then I think from there maybe you're just over the relationship and there's no mm -hmm. reason why you even need to really like you guys I mean you guys are staying together but like maybe it's like breaking up versus like trying to like unpack all of this and like get back to a different place um, but I think the only thing that you can do right now is like have a conversation with her and just ask her without being like accusatory and just being like, Hey, uh, the quarantines put a lot of pressure on 
me, I know, and I know it's put a lot of pressure on you and it's put a lot of like pressure on like relationships like as a whole. And I just have noticed that I, you seem, um, you, you, you seem to be like, not like, how are you doing? Like, are you okay? Like, how are you feeling about all of this stuff? Like, and if she's like, oh, I'm fine. Like, this is just like, it's me. (laughs) Then you're like, okay. But if she's saying like, no, I'm really having a tough time. Then I think you can say, I, I think like I've been able to sense that. And I have also noticed that it seems to me that like, when you're having a tough time, like you do turn to like alcohol and like, I think we like weed a lot so I and then I would bring it up that way but I think like as opposed to going at it by um you've changed or any of like the the like the ideas of what you think it could be just ask mm-hmm. her how she's doing and see, see if she wants to open that conversation because also maybe she doesn't like maybe she's like not doing so hot it doesn't really want to talk about it and then from there you also have to prioritize your own mental health and like what you want out of the relationship but mm-hmm. you have to like ask her if it's something that she is aware that she's doing to self-medicate and concerned about what's going on in the world, then, then you can talk about therapy and things yeah. like that. Um, but either way, it seems like she's abusing alcohol. Um, yeah. And so it is a conversation that I think that she needs to have with with somebody um first recognizing if she has a problem and if she does then speaking to a professional about it because there's Mm -hmm. really nothing that you can except for like being there for her um there's really nothing else you can do for her yeah and it's taking a toll on your relationship with her Mm -hmm. because like anytime you really try to have like a conversation or talk about something with her like she's either like hungover or like doesn't want to like engage and is like in a bad mood so uh yeah it is like affecting that and I think also there's like I think like you can like you can use like alcohol and drugs to cope without being like dependent on Mm -hmm. them but I also think that like the oh well I'm bored so I'm just gonna keep doing that it is it's like an it's a depressant it's like an addict it's like it's not as much as that a fun situation like I my mindset as someone who doesn't drink anymore my mindset is like if you're drinking drink in a situation or like where I would feel comfortable eventually like drink in a situation where it's fun it's already fun and if you have like one social drink it might make it like a little more fun mm-hmm. but like a situation that's like sucky or like friends that you don't like or anything that you're like oh let me drink to get through this kind of thing it's like well why are you here right. like how about instead of like drinking to get through it, don't be in and like don't 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 be in those positions where you're doing stuff that you don't like or you don't want to do or that are so boring and terrible. It's because yeah, it's also addictive. Like if that's how the only the way that you go to for having like fun when you're bored, it's it's not it's not sustainable. And mm-hmm. it's also just gonna make you feel shittier because yeah. it's a depressant. But yeah, this might just be who she, like her personality and like yeah. you're just discovering it now. Yeah. But I always think if you want if your inclining is to like break up um and you don't like the person's personality, they don't need to know that. You can just yeah. break up. <laughs> like you don't have to like tell them like turns out I don't really like you. Like turns out like you kind of suck. Now that we spent more time together, like I just don't really like you. But so what excuse would you give though for the breakup? 
um, they've been dating for like a year, right? She said that. They've been dating for like a while. Shit. So it's a real breakup. I can't ghost. Also, they live in the same place. So you can't just ghost. She has to kick her out. To be super, if you want to be super upfront, just be like, I've like really enjoyed like the time that we spent together and I really like like you. I just think that like this quarantine has brought out like put a lot of pressure on our relationship and I don't think we're as compatible as I thought we were before. Have a nice life. Goodbye. That was very mature. <laughs> hey Megan and Melissa. Um I'm gonna get straight into it. So my girlfriend wants to get a Native American tattooed on her arm. Or, like, a Native American warrior with a headdress on her arm. And she's Vietnamese. And I think it's wrong. I think it's cultural appropriation, and so do a lot of other people. But she thinks that it's fine. And she says that it's just art. And that it, it's just art. And she's appreciating it. But I don't think so. I think it's wrong. And I think it's cultural appropriation to get something like that on your body without being part of the culture or appreciating the culture. Um, Yeah, and so we're currently in an argument about it because I said that I don't respect people who put symbols of other cultures on their body without either being part of that culture or being really fascinated and loving that culture. And she said, um, so what does that say about a relationship that you don't respect me because I'm still getting the tattoo? Um, am I being stupid? Um, like, is this a sort of, like, not my body, doesn't matter? Am I, like, being too harsh? Um, I'd love to hear your advice. Um, give it to me straight. I don't really care. Um, yeah, thanks. I, I, I mean, a quick Google search. (laughs) will tell you the answer to this. And like, I would print off anything I found and just post it up everywhere (laughs) and be like, like, it's not your culture. You don't even understand the meaning of it. You probably wouldn't even know what tribe of indigenous people it came from, why it's there, why people wear it. It's not a pre. It's cultural pro- uh, appropriation, and you're not even appreciating the art because you don't understand what it even means. So just because something looks pretty doesn't mean that you can put it on your body. And also, I think a big thing that people, uh, I think something that isn't super important is like cultural appropriation in general, awful. Mm-hmm. But then there are also when you are culturally appropriating something that you think looks cool that has symbolic or religious meaning and so it's not just like and I think like Native American culture in general is like rooted in it's 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 it's, it's not something that like is oh this is like a, a style that mm-hmm. this culture has and there's no mean not that they're, like maybe they're sure there's meaning behind everything but it's more like oh th- our culture thinks this is pretty and that's why we like it because it's pretty not because of all of like the deep roots in history and all of that kind of stuff that's still cultural appropriation if you're like, yeah. well, I like the thing that they think is pretty that's like pretty in their culture. But like us as like white people or whatever, like we've looked down upon that. But now once I take that on, it's cool and fun. Um, but it's especially when it is something that is 
like that's it's it's history it has like significance it has like actual like real 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 meaning it's like mm-hmm. when similar to like when people would wear bindis and I also say this as someone who I did Katak Indian dance when I was a kid and I loved it and as I got older I was like wow it's hella fucked up that like a bunch of white kids did this traditional Indian dance taught by a white teacher and we all wore like saris bindis we wore everything and never had a conversation about it, never understood what we were singing or what we were saying or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I look back on those like photos of me at like eight years old and I'm like, it's fucking mortifying. Like who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Yeah. But especially once I once I got older and I like was seeing these pictures and I was like, oh, my God, that like a bit like the color of your bindi means something that like the placement, the side, the shape and all of that sort of stuff like that's so similar in this situation where it's like you don't even know there's so much nuance to like, it's not like you're getting like a, a, a Disney. It's not like you're getting Pocahontas where you're getting like the Disney, like watered down, and even like that appropriation. Is problematic or, exactly. Fuck. Like you're not even getting the appropriate, like the, um, like the, the Disney appropriated version of native American culture. You're not even getting that you're getting like, no, no, no. I'm going to do my own appropriation. Mm-hmm. And like, what? Like, no, like, it's not, it's not a thing. And then uh, I just think that, like, it. so I have a friend who um, her ex wanted to get um, their frat number tattooed on them. And she, and he showed her what he wanted it to look like. And she was like, I'm, no, I'm going to level with you. That looks like. That's inc- uh, that looks like you are being branded and the style of that's done in is what a lot of Holocaust victims have. Mm-hmm. And sh- he really didn't want to hear it. And she uh, pretty sure she like sent it to his like friend or his like other people in his life and was like, no, this isn't happening. And he ended up like later, never ended up getting it later on the, down the road was like, thank you. Like, because that I was ignorant and I was really stupid and I would feel so fucking embarrassed if I had done that. And I had like dug my heels in and did it and then looked back years later and saw, oh, wow, that is offensive. Yeah. That is incredibly, incredibly offensive. And I mean, yeah, I don't respect your girlfriend either. And I yeah. think that's like, and what it says about your relationship is that. She uh, obviously doesn't have respect for other people's culture. And if you and you see that and if she doesn't, that means that you guys don't have the same values. Yeah. And I think there's I was just going to say Brooklyn Beckham got this tattooed on him years ago. Um, Is he the headdress? He's like an adult now. I just did an audio book that I directed about. David Beckham's life. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but he got this tattoo of with the of a Native American with a headdress on, and got so much flack for it when he posted it online. So maybe just go find that, go find something about that, and then share it with her. Yeah, and ask her like, "Hey, if we went to Coachella, would you wear a Native American headdress? <laughs> like, would you wear? Like, do you?" Where do you, where does she draw the line at cultural appropriation? What does she think is cultural appropriation? Because I also think that like these kinds of moral issues, I'm like, oh, so our relationship, what this means for our relationship is that 
our relationship, the respect you have for me is contingent on the fact that you don't have anything from my culture you want to appropriate. But mm-hmm. if you did, you would do it. Mm-hmm. And like, just because it doesn't directly affect you in this situation doesn't mean, it means that you are an exception to her rule. And yeah. like, that's the thing that I'm like, fuck now. Like, fuck, fuck, fuck now. And also, <laughs> she's dumb. Like, mm-hmm. she's dumb and stupid. And when you're dumb and fucking stupid, as someone who's like not that bright, like, I don't dig my heels in. Yeah. I don't know. And if you're going to fucking be like, well, no, I'm going to still fucking do it. Then it's like, OK, cool. I have told you that you are stupid. You had a chance to understand this. And instead of understanding it and being like, oh, wow, this girlfriend who I care about and I love and I respect her opinion, instead of listening to her, I'm going to be like, nah, I'm still fucking doing it. Then like, OK, then she doesn't think that highly of you either. She thinks yeah. that she's smarter than you and she doesn't value your correct. It's not even your opinion. She doesn't value the fact that you are giving fucking facts. Yep. And she's seeing it as your opinion, which she is deeming less than hers. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, guys, we are back from our break. Melissa's eating hard-boiled eggs. She doesn't like them, and she's <laughs> eating them anyway. And let's get into the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan. Um, so I have been a long-term listener, um, and I know that you've had tons of people call in about their friends and saying, like, my friend is in this toxic relationship. How do I help her? And you're like, it's not their life. You know, you can't, you can't make them – learn lessons. And I know this, and I've been through this. I'm 24. But um, my friend is in a very toxic relationship, and they've been on again, off again. She's 22. He's fucking 32 with two children, Megan and guest. Um, you know, my question is, like, why can't he get women his own age? It's definitely not because he's a piece of shit, but, like, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, it's like, you know, when some, when your friend is, when someone you love is in a toxic relationship, it really is like watching them self-harm because you know what they're doing is bad for them and, but you can't stop them. It's like, a, it's like an addiction, you know, it's like they're an alcoholic. It's like you cannot stop, an alcoholic can't get better unless they want to. You can buy all the rehab they want, whatever, but they can't get better unless they want to. So my question is, how do I be that supportive friend? How do I not lecture and, you know, because you say, like, it's not your life, whatever. Okay, I get that. But how? (laughs) How do I ensure that she feels supportive, but I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, you're an alcoholic? Yay, I'm going to support you in, like, this drinking binge because I'm a supportive friend. Like, that's not love. Like, you know, that's not love, encouraging that behavior, supporting that behavior. So, how do I equal parts love and support them when they're doing something toxic? Um, and I'm not an I told you so person, even though I'm always right. Um, and I've been through this with my best friend, and she, you know, the lecturing didn't work. Surprise. She had to learn the lesson on her own. And so I, I want to be the best friend I can to this person because now I'm presented with the situation again, and I want to be a really, really good friend. I don't want to do what I did last time. She knows how I feel. She knows my points about the situation, and I've said it civilly. So now that she continues to date this person on again, off again, how do I be the best possible friend to her while also not condoning a toxic relationship? Um, okay, I think <laughs> cut that out. Thank you so much. Um, and I am looking forward to 
your lesson on how to be a supportive friend when their friend is in a toxic relationship. (laughs) Bye. I mean, the kicker is you can't. Like, that's... You... You can't. Either you make your feelings known and then they stop coming to you. And I think that's what happened with your your best friend. And I've done that. Um, or you remove yourself from the friendship in the situation because you can't condone it. Because you're right. It is like if you're condoning... Uh, and I would also... I, 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 I understand your comparison, but I think we also need to like... I think a comparison if she the talk we don't know what the level of like toxicness is if this is like a physical or emotionally abusive relationship but I don't then I think like that's something where you need to like put your foot down and like talk to like if she lives with them like talk to her family like that's like when it's like that's an intervention point um and then but that she also doesn't they're on and off again. So I don't think they live together. But also if they're if it's a like a if it's a physically abusive relationship, you just say toxic. So I'm just gonna assume it's not abusive. Mm-hmm. Um you the thing is, the only thing you can do is listen. But if you listen and you bite your tongue and she already knows how you feel and you're not cutting her out of your life and you're not being like, Oh, I can't watch this happen, then even if you like it or not you are condoning it like you are and it's not if you have if you're going to support her if you want to support her unconditionally and be supportive you also have to then essentially be supportive as she's in this relationship because this is a part of her right now and in order to support her you will have to support that relationship see I don't I don't think so but I think that, but I just think it means in the sense that like, not that you have to say, like, that's just, you have to sit there and like essentially be like a silent bystander while this happens and wait for her to look on it again. Like wait for, wait for her to figure it out on her own. Like, I don't think that you can say everything you want to say and like all of that sort of shit and then not have that affect your friendship with her. See, I had a friend that was in like this severely toxic relationship that I did not agree with at all so when she would tell me things like I would be there for her to be supportive because I didn't want her to be left because when you're left alone then all they know and all they can be around is the toxicness of that relationship because they have no one else Mm -hmm. so I would be there and support them by physically being there and then if they talk like told what was going on in the relationship, I would give my opinions. And then eventually it got to the point where she was able to see what was actually happening to her. Yeah. No, I think that's that what I've done. I've done, I've done the telling. I've done the listening to a friend and like not saying anything. But I think the thing that I, if you clearly have not said something so polarizing where she's kicked you out of her life. She's still been there and been around. And if she knows how you feel, like we've said all the time, you only have to say it once. And mm-hmm. then from there, if I have made my feelings clear to you once and you have chosen to stay in the relationship, then the next time that you talk to me about it, I'm I'm just going to listen. And if then my friend is like, well, I really want your opinion, 
my response has always been, you know how I feel and I care about you. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if what I'm going to say right now, you know what I'm going to say. And if you want me to say it, I will. But I don't know if that's what you need or want right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you can do that, then that's that's like a great thing. But it's it can be hard because depending on how toxic the relationship is that she might only want yes people around like in the friendship might end on her terms it might not be you big like if you don't pull away because it's hard for you to like witness and watch she might then be like well you're not giving me you're not being as supportive as I need you as I want you to be so therefore then I don't want to be friends with you and I think that you just kind of need to know that that might happen and that's okay but I think the only way that you can it just depends on what she she wants because that's mm-hmm. it. Like you can support her as much as you want as a friend, but if she as a friend will only like love language wise, like she will only see support if you are supporting this toxic relationship, then you can't be that friend for her because that's yeah. not what she's looking for. So I think it really depends on that. But I think the best thing that you can do is just listen. And I mean, nobody fucking forgets if you tell them that you hate their boyfriend or that you think they're toxic. Like, she hasn't forgotten that. She knows that. You don't need to remind her. And sometimes it's just kind of like therapy. Like, you need a wall to kind of, not that you're a wall, but like a soundboard to like bounce the stuff off of. And the more that you talk about it, the more that you come to your own realizations. But um, I think the more that you can just, like your silence and listening, that speaks for like how you feel about the situation. But I would also be cautious and careful if they're on again, off again, to not like the second that they're off again, to be like, oh my God, thank God, like blah, 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 like you broke up, like I'm so glad, like, and then you guys are both, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get back together. Cause I've had that too, where I've like stayed silent. I like said my piece really like once after a long period of time of being like, this is what I've noticed. And I'm like, I think that. That like worries me and like blah, 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 like very like soft. Then they broke up and then the person was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck that dude. All that shit. Like listen to all that stuff. And it was like we were like, yeah. And then they go back together. And I was like, oh, no. fuck shit. And that like and then that's when they're like that's when they usually tell you, well, he changed. Yeah. And, and then and they also tell their partner all of the stuff that you, you said. said. Yep. And then you stop being friends, mm-hmm. which was what happened with me. Mm-hmm. And so that's like I think that's the way the reason why I'm saying that, like, I think you can't be you can't be a supportive friend without supporting her relationship if she needs you to support her relationship to be a friend. So as you can do everything that you can, but it's ultimately up to her and what she wants and what she needs from a friendship. So I don't spread yourself so thin. Don't compromise like your own feelings and your own like sanity and mental health and all of that sort of stuff to like be be there for her in a way that like you doesn't that feels like not authentic to you and like makes maybe feels detrimental to you by supporting. Moral of the story, if she knows that you already don't like him, you don't have to say it again. Just listen. Just listen when she says that. And most of the time. Unless she asks you explicitly for your opinion or your thoughts or your feelings on it, don't give it away immediately. Ask her if she really wants it and kind of give that subtle hint of, and I always say like, what kind of Megan do you want? Like, do you want me to be honest and do you want my feelings or do you want me to say, do you want me to just to be 
do you want me to say what, like, what do you want me to hear? Like, what do you want to hear from me? Like, do you want me to say what's going to make you happy? Or do you want me to say like what I think and what I feel? And I think that like, that can sound like a scary thing to say, but like Sydney and I say that to each other, like all the fucking time. And there are so many times she's like, no, I just like need you to be my hype man. And I'm like, yeah, uh go for it, dude. Like, love it. And like, it's not like there's no animosity on my side at all because like my goal as a friend is to be the best possible friend for, for you. And like, if that's what you need from me, I'm not salty about it. I'm not bitter about it because like, well, I don't want to say something that's going to hurt you. That's like not going to benefit you. And that is like not going to help you in this current situation. Like I'm going to say whatever is going to help you. And like down the road, eventually, like you're going to want the honesty and you're going to be ready for that. But I'm not going to give that to you if like that's not where you're at mentally and not something that like you can handle or something that you can process and deal with at the time. So yeah, I would also, last thing I'd say on this, I would also uh, try your best not to think of this as like your redo for the thing that you did with your best friend. Cause this is also her life. Like this is this girl's relationship in this girl's life. And it's, it's not about you. And it's not about like you proving this to her or like doing it better or anything like that. Like it's a totally unique and different situation. And there's nothing to prove like you you just got to care about her and her feelings and her feelings day to day in the moment and not big picture because it's easier to see when you're not in it okay so (laughs) um I'm in this like really weird situation with my boyfriend and his ex-girlfriend because they so my boyfriend works for his ex his ex-girlfriend's grandpa and like they met through him working there so it's not like they like were dating and that's like how he got the job or anything like that and um they broke up like three years ago and me and my boyfriend have been dating for over a year now and so like a couple months ago her so the girl i'm talking about right now his ex and this other girl who's another ex of my boyfriend's started like calling me and my best friends and like telling us that like they were going to shoot us and like that they had a scope to our head and that they were following us and that we better not like go to sleep because we might never wake up and all this stuff and so we got a restraining order against them because we got all the we recorded all the phone calls so we got a restraining order and so um and so since then, I still have been going out to my boyfriend's work because he got a DUI, so he can't drive. And it's like a lot of times he needs a ride to work or he's either going to have to drive himself. And if he gets caught driving, he's going to go to jail uh, or I'm going to have to give him a ride or he just like won't be able to go to work. So earlier, I went out to his job to go get him and his ex was there and his ex's mom started like freaking out and she was like yelling at my boyfriend all this stuff she was like oh like your girlfriend like your little hoe girlfriend shouldn't be here like it's all her fault that my daughter has like has is on probation and like all this stuff which like isn't true obviously I wasn't the one calling us threatening to kill me and my friend and so anyway so they're gonna call the cops on us and on me not my friend because she wasn't there but they're gonna call the cops on me and say that I'm like violating the restraining order and all this stuff and it's just like I don't know what to do because it's just such a crazy situation and I would like to stop coming out there for my boyfriend but I also really I don't want him to go to jail and there's nobody else who has like the free time at the right times to come and get him 
So I just, I want your advice. Um, thank you. Bye. Wait, when you have a DUI, you can drive to and from work. Maybe it depends on what state you're in. Yeah, or like, I guess. But like, I don't that's, know. Yeah, usually with that, like you're, I mean, maybe you if get it's the like. breathalyzer in your car. Well, yeah, I was going to say, and also maybe if it's like a multiple, if he's had like multiple offenses and like he, his license is suspended. But like, I'm pretty sure like a suspended license, like for a DUI you can only like drive to like AA meetings, court dates and to and from work. Like mm. that, cause that seems like, I, I mean like my first thing there would be like, he should like Uber or like Lyft and like, yeah. or is there no coworker like that can like t- take him? Also, I don't, can you just stay in the car? Of- it's a lot of legal stuff that I don't understand or know about, but like, how is it, it if you're driving to drop him off and she just happens to be there and she like, how is that violating the restraining order that she can call it on, that the ex can call it on the caller? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me because yeah. unless she has like a count, it was like a countersuit sort of thing, right. and then she also got a restraining order against you. But I mean, I think like practically, if just if you're going to drop him off and pick him up, stay in the car. Yeah, or drop him off like a block away and yeah. he can walk the rest of the way. Also, he should find a new job. <laughs> yeah. Like, you really should find a new job. Because um, everyone there is toxic. Like, why would you want to work uh-huh. with somebody whose mom and daughter, aka your ex, I mean, his ex and his ex's mom, that they, they're they threatening your life? Like, why would he want to stay at that job? It makes... Maybe no they're in a sense. small town and there's not a lot of jobs available. It's construction in my mind. Is it construction and in your mind? It was, it's something, I saw like a feed store. A feed store? Feed, F-E-E-D. Oh, 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 oh. yes, 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 yes. Okay. I don't know why that's what I pictured in my head. Like, I don't know why I pictured a construction site. That's what I pictured. I mean, I'm thinking of something that's like an essential business mm-hmm. that's a family business that it's just okay for all these people that are in the same family to be there at any given time. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think my practical advice is call whoever, uh, you like whoever your, I don't know your contact. I don't have a restraining order against anybody, but like it, whoever like, it is, I mean, not without trying, um, <laughs> but, uh, if you, whoever your contact is or like, who, like the judge or like, if you had like a lawyer or anything like that, or like the state or the, whoever that you had were in contact with for that, um, I would contact them and immediately just like tell them like, this is, this is what's going on. This is what like happened, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I would then also do some more, maybe you just didn't explain, like, maybe you know it and you just didn't explain it cause you didn't think you needed to, which you didn't, but like of like your boyfriend's like, why can't he like Uber? Why can't he like lift or something like that? Why can't he carpool with like someone else who like works there? Or also 
are you sure that he can't drive to and from work? Like, yeah. or did he like total his car? Like what, like something like that? He should find a new job. But then, but the in the interim, if you're driving him and picking him up, then don't get out of the car. Like you and, said, do like a couple blocks away. Yeah. And stay in the car. Because that's your property. Mm-hmm. Their property. Or yeah, her car is her property. Yeah. But if they're if she's driving onto their property, then that's yeah. different. So that's insane. Yeah. Crazy. Dude, the mom. Like, is how good is his dick? That's what I'm like, bitch, <laughs> why are you with him still? <laughs> like, I would be like, this is a lot. Goodbye. It's like so much like the ex is like threatening your life. Like he meant that much to yeah, her. Yeah, I'd be that, like, take him. Yeah. <laughs> like there. I just. It's so odd. Like mm-hmm. it's so, so, so odd. And also like. I want to know, was this, did he date anyone in between? Because, like, you guys have been, he dated her three years ago. You guys have been dating for a year. So has this been happening since you started dating him? And, like, did this happen to other girls that he dated? And also, if she's on probation, that's, it's not her first offense. No. So maybe she's done this to the other girlfriends. Did you know her before? And then she's oh. mad. Oh, my God. And also, where do they work? Oi, oi, oi. Um, we need a follow-up with this one. Mm-hmm. Please, Most please, definitely. please. And if there's, like, legal stuff that we won't share it on the podcast. Yeah. But, like, we just, we want to know. So you can slide into our DMs. We're giving I'm you sure the, permission. the lawyers and law school people will be commenting on this. <gasps> yes. Please do. Well, it's time for Don't Blame Them. Okay. This is uh, where you guys call in with your own advice from previous episodes. So what is this? This is from season six, episode one, where the gal, she was in college. She's a freshman. Her supposed boyfriend is a senior. And he did not want people to know that they were together. And here's somebody calling with their own advice. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling to kind of add on to the situation where a girl called in and she talked about dating a guy in college and he's much older than her and how he is keeping her and the relationship secret and kind of saying that I won't introduce you to the family or friends. And I just wanted to say that in high school, I went through the same thing. So it definitely is a very immature high school thing or maybe just like frat boy type of guy but basically in high school I gave my boyfriend at the time an ultimatum and I told him that if he doesn't like put his foot forward in this relationship and introduce me to the family and his friends that um, I would just not be in a relationship anymore and I would break up with him because ultimately it's not worth it to get your hurt get your feelings hurt and um, keep everything um, secretive, which is also really um, heartbreaking as well. Especially if you love him, you really want to make sure that he loves him the way that you love him or the way that you, he loves you the way 
that you love him. And um, ultimately, he showed up. My boyfriend at the time, he did this for me, and we stayed dating. But um, if he does, you know, say, like, no, I can't do that for you, then definitely dump his ass, like, and don't ghost him because you want to be the bigger person. Like, I know you can be the bigger person. And um, try not to take anything he says after you dump him too personally because I know you deserve way better. Anyways, I hope this helped. And, um, yeah, thanks. Bye. Well, you're the exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I'm going to level with you. I don't I don't have high hopes or good faith in that girl's the call the original caller's situation. I don't <laughs> think they're together anymore anyway. I don't think Cuz they're they like are quarantined. Either. They're not even at school anymore like I don't yeah. think they're together. Also it's I would say it is a high school situation but it's very different in high school cuz you live with your parents, you see some the person at school every day like people know like high school people know like mm-hmm. friends if it's like oh i'm not meeting your friends from other schools but like everybody at our school knows that not like, necessarily if she was a freshman and he was a senior and they were no, no like, i mean this the, the the girl who's calling back the girl who's get the don't blame them advice girl yeah that's what i'm saying she was in high school when it happened so if the if she was a freshman and the guy was a senior and then they were never like in the same hallways together then people, oh you're right you're right you're right might not know at school. They could have been like neighbors sneaking around. And then at school, he was like, nah. But then she said, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think that that's the exception to the rule. Yeah. I think this other guy is like. He's not going to come around. We had other calls that were very hot, coming in very hot. (laughs) But it was like more of our opinion, so I just wanted yeah. to give a different. Taste. No, because I I think and I think that's the thing that like when you're in a situation, you can we always want to like we always want to see and hear what we want to hear, and like mm-hmm. we want it to be the way that it like it, it is. And maybe hearing this kind of stuff, you know, if you ask the guy that you were dating to do this, that he wouldn't do that, and it's like, oh, okay, so like. Yep. There's an exception to the rule in my mind. In my mind, I can paint myself as the exception to the rule. And then I hear the exception to the rule and it's like, ah, no, that's not, I don't think that's going to work. So, yeah. I mean, it's, we've all been, I think we'll all, we're all going to be the exception to the rule at one point in our lives. And then that gives us this, like, this hope that, like, moving forward, we will continue to be. I had that. I was the exception to the rule in high school, but I also didn't really like care that much. But then as I like went on, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm immune to this stuff. And then I was like, oh no, that was like a one time thing. <laughs> For sure. So, but guys, please let us know what you and your fuck boys are like, what your, what your college fuck boys, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Or if you're in our Facebook group, um, let's start a, th- maybe I'll start a thread on our Facebook group to be like, let us know your college fuck boy, where where do you guys stand now and what happened? Not also, the new one. And if you're a fuck girl, how are you surviving yes. in this time? And what are you doing with your bench? Yeah. Like if you've if you've if you actively have a bench or mm-hmm. you've had a bench, what's happened? Have you made yeah. a new bench? Like right. have you I would think you I would think that this would be the prime time for a fuck girl 
to survive, like where she doesn't have to, she can put in minimum effort. Yeah. Because the dudes are already so thirsty. So like mm-hmm. just her being on Tinder and just fucking with dudes, like oh. get it, bitch. Yeah. Fucking get it. Wow. Because fuckboys have to work a little harder. Well, that's the thing that I'm like, and also fuckboys, like, I just don't foresee a fuckboy, like, continuing on with the girl that he was, like, stringing along in college. Like, I see him then texting the girl, like, his hometown girlfriend Mm -hmm. who's also now home or going on Tinder and finding new girls and then doing the thing that this guy, the guy, one of the first calls is doing of being like, sucks that we can't go on a date because of quarantine. Yeah. Question mark? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we? And so that's what I like. I wonder that. I think the fuck boys are. I think that's like a whole different world for them. Yeah. Wow. 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 Um, that's it for our episode, guys. Um, if you want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, our Facebook group is currently closed. Mm-hmm. You can't even uh, find it now. I made it so you oh, can't even find thank it. God, that's why we haven't got any new requests oh. in a day or two. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> um, it will open up again, but we are just closing it. We have a lot of members right now, and with the current times, we're. We I just, mean, we haven't gone a week without having to kick someone out, mm-hmm. block them. So so we're making sure that for all of you who are wanting to join forward that we're we're getting rid of we're 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 cleaning house. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a better place once you guys are eventually in it. Um, if you're on follow us on Instagram, we hit 10K. We hit 10.2. Oh, nice. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> but it's going to keep going up. There, uh, don't blonde meme pod. Check us out. And our socials are down below. My book is out. You're not special. And um, we'll have resource links in the description. Also, anything else? Oh, you've come on. You got yours. Your other podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got so many, though. But (laughs) your newest, your newest, my newest, the newest on your bench. Well, that would be Jocelyn Lily, though. Okay, the second newest <laughs> on your bench. The second newest is Never Sleep Alone podcast. Um, and it is just like very sexy and saucy. And we're going like, if you guys like the sex questions we do here, this is the next level. <laughs> like things that Megan and I don't have experience with that we can't even touch. This is... This is the next level of that. And uh, I think you guys would enjoy it because it's more like a roundtable discussion. And we've got an expert that's there, uh, at least one expert and then other people. And it's fun. It's hosted by Dr. Alex Schiller, who is a genius and also not a real doctor. So it's just a great time. And you'll have the phone number listed. Yeah. Down below. Down below. You can also follow me on the gram to see my posts about it and my stories. It's good. It's good. I loved your story the other day about like I'd let you examine my body. That's that's the proctologist that we're at. I know. I was like, nice, bitch. (laughs) Love this. (laughs) It's a forward story. Yes. Um, cool. So um that's it, guys. And uh we'll see you next time. Goodbye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. 
Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code GLOW.